But let's be real. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm working on getting more coffee into my life? Okay, but what if you did want to get more coffee into your life? Well, good news for you, folks. We have a brand new sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show. It is one run-your-mouth coffee free speech. Never tasted so good. The hope is that the delicious roast-to-order coffee provides you with the fuel. Yes, you need to stand up to censorship and proudly run your mouth with amazing coffee to help you truly speak freely from 12-ounce bags up to 2-pound bags all of the coffee from the amazing Run Your Mouth Coffee is roasted to order after roasting delivery. It takes around two to five days, meaning that you will receive fresh roasted coffee made for you at peak flavor. And all coffee varieties are available both in ground and whole bean. From espresso yourself, speak freely, mind changer, pumpkin persuasion, and rebellion beans, Run Your Mouth Coffee has some delicious coffee just in store for you. And folks, if you are a listener of The Brian Nichols Show, you can use code NICHOLS at checkout and get 10% off your order. So head over to Run Your Mouth Coffee. Make sure you use code NICHOLS at checkout. Get 10% off your order and run your mouth today. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who is getting uh, Congressman Massey on and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. What's that? A Brian Nichols Show airing on a Sunday? Well, surprise, surprise, folks, as I tease there on Friday's episode of The Brian Nichols Show, we are starting a brand new candidate series here on a Sunday special episode and starting things off this week for this new inaugural series on The Brian Nichols Show, we are meeting Joel Getz, who is running for mayor out in East Stroudsburg, PA. A great opportunity to meet a libertarian candidate and what value libertarians can bring to the city of East Stroudsburg. So with that being said, thank you, Joel Getz, for joining us on our brand new Sunday special candidate series here on The Brian Nichols Show. So that being said, onto the show, Joel Getz here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you so much for having me on, Brian. It's an honor and a pleasure to uh, to be on the same show that had the great Joe Soloski on. Joe Soloski, my goodness, I am so excited to have a guy like Joe running for, uh, for governor as a libertarian because, number one, people are looking for somebody who can actually present the ideas in a way that makes sense. Number two, they're looking for somebody that they can actually trust, and Joe has decades of experience in the private sector doing exactly just what uh, he said he was going to do, and that's try to help save people money. He's an accountant. So it's exciting to it to have a candidate like that. It's also exciting to have a candidate like you running for office up in uh, East Stroudsburg. So let's kind of start off here. I always I find it fun to first kind of do a, well, where did you come from? What got you into politics story? So Joel, what got you into politics, and where did you come from? Well, I got into politics around 2012, um, which is probably a year you hear from a lot of libertarians. I uh, that was around the year I was I was turning 18, so I was starting kind of paying attention to that stuff. And uh, obviously, one of my friends turned me on to Ron Paul, and I watched that guy, and I was like, oh, other than the fact that he kind of sounds a little bit crazy, like with his voice, this dude's really smart. So I looked into him more and, and looked into the party more, and I was like, well, that's that pretty much fits me to a T. Um, I've been registered Republican on and off for, for, for uh, primary voting purposes and stuff. Uh, 
but pretty much been a libertarian, uh, at least a little out libertarian since 2012. And then I voted libertarian mostly, um, but up until last, uh, everything's a blur with COVID, but up until about the, uh, when Jorgensen got the nomination, I wasn't really involved. Um, and then as soon as she did, I, I was watching the convention online and I didn't honestly know who she was, but I, I went to her, her page and I was like, oh yeah, no, I, I can, I can support this lady. And I saw they were looking for, uh, uh, people to run the, the state pages for her campaign on Facebook. And I went, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Pennsylvania thinking they were going to say, well, no, we, we, we have people with like poli sci degrees and marketing degrees for this, but apparently, nope, they, they, they let me have it. And I was like, oh, I, this is weird, but sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm damn good at memes. I'm sure the skills translate. And apparently they did, because then that morphed me into being the social media director for PA uh, for her campaign. And uh, that led me to Selassie asking me to be his social media director, Steve Sheets, on his social media director for his Senate run. And I, you know, I, I have a full time job. I do those two campaigns. And I thought, I, I'm just getting too much sleep. I feel like a slacker. So I'm going to run for mayor. Um, just see if we can get that sleep cut down to like five hours. It's overrated. Tops. Overrated sleep. I'll have plenty of time to sleep in like, I don't know, 70, 60 years, something like that. Give it time. Yeah, so you're running for, for mayor of East Stroudsburg. Congratulations on, on taking that step. We've been talking about this here at the Brian Nichols Show. You know, I want people, not everyone, to to run for office, but I want people who are, at the very least, they're, they're strong candidates running on, on principle and so forth, and they know what they're talking about to be running. So let's kind of start here. What was some of the main issues that you saw in East Strasburg that you wanted to as a tackle as you were running for office? Well, one of the biggest issues, well, first one of the biggest issues I saw was that we, we have an incumbent who generally doesn't have um, an opponent. And, you know, as a libertarian, I think we all, every there, there shouldn't be an uncontested race. And I think competition brings out the best in all of us. Um, one of the things that I was kind of making a focal point is taking the parking meters and just making them free because why the heck do we need to have people pay to go in and support our local businesses? It's like you generally charge people extra to discourage behavior, not encourage it. And at first I was just going to take him out, but I was on with uh, Ken Krawchuk and he suggested, well, how about you just, you keep the timer function so that way people don't monopolize the spot, but then they don't have to pay. So I kind of adopted it. Um, but before that, it, my original plan was to replace them with gumball machines, but for some reason, some people thought that didn't sound like a serious solution. Joel, Joel, is this why you're, you're Vermin Supreme endorsed? I I think it has a lot to do with it, yeah. Okay. Um, I know you, I know you get the, the, the boot stamp of approval. Oh, yeah, that and my love of eccentric headwear. I, I have some cowboy hats. I have more than one top hat, which is... I couldn't explain to you why other than they're awesome but um yeah I, that's exactly why um one thing i wanted to push i can't do it unilaterally but i can at least uh you know if i'm elected they really aren't gonna have a choice but to hear my thoughts so i want to push borough council to decriminalize user amounts of marijuana in the county um ideally they would decriminalize all drugs but i don't think we're quite ready for that here in the uh, the borough, but I think we have a pretty good shot of uh, of the, the marijuana uh, decriminalization passing. Um, 
which you're libertarian. I don't need to tell you. Um, we're throwing people in jail for it, ruining lives, ruining families. It's more dangerous. Uh, like Joe said, it's more dangerous for me to have a, a rum and coke than it is for somebody to smoke a, a little bit of marijuana. Um, <laughs> the best part is when I, <clears throat> when I make that plan, people are like, oh, you love smoking weed. And I'm like, no, I, I don't smoke. <laughs> I, I, I don't smoke. And they're like, well, then why do you care? I'm like, well, sit down. Let's talk a little bit about freedom. Uh, how, how, how many days do you have? Um, and, uh, the, the next biggest thing was, uh, you know, I, I live in a nice, uh, a nice, nice neighborhood. Uh, people always walking their dogs. I have a dog to walk, um, stuff like that. But anybody who's lived in an area that has sidewalks, you're bound to go out walking and look down and go, this son of a you-know-what couldn't even get out here and shovel their sidewalk or put some salt down. So, and I've noticed that a lot of times when that happens, at least in my neighborhood, it's not because people are, 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 are D-bags. It's because, I don't know, maybe they're, they're elderly. They couldn't get out. It was too much snow. They're injured. They're sick that week, yada, yada, yada. So I want to put together a program, whether it be through the borough website or if I know plenty of people way smarter than I am who might be able to cre create an app where it would pretty much be like a, uh, a mutual aid tender almost where, you know, people say, hey, I have about this much space of snow from this storm. I'm willing to pay this much. And then you can see it. You can say, yep, that sounds like a fair amount of, hmm. of money for that work. They get matched up and boom, it's, it's, it's a win all around. It, I, I'm imagining it being used mostly by younger kids, um, possibly those people who are out of work, um, stuff like that. So they're going to get money that they need. They're more than likely going to be spending it locally. Um, and then you know, people, people, uh, we don't have, you don't have to worry about people slipping. You don't have to worry about getting sued because your sidewalk was a mess <clears throat> and you don't have to have that feeling inside where you're like, Oh man, I know my property's trash and it's dangerous, but I just can't do anything about it. Well, now you can. So I, I look at that as an all-around win. And like I said, I have no idea how to make an app or anything, but I also don't know how to build a website. And I have one for my campaign. So I know people who are much better than me at things. So I think we can get it done. I mean, if I can sit on my couch this like I did uh, this afternoon and order a cheesesteak and it's dropped off at my door... I'm pretty sure we can get it, figure out a way to get people, you know, paired up to, to, to do uh, small jobs for each other. Well, and I think what you're speaking to, right, is that there are incentives in place already. It's just that when you're, when you're talking about these public areas, right, and you're referring to the sidewalk or you're referring to the, the parking spot, uh, on the street, that there's now no real, uh, true quote unquote public incentive because now the public has been given, uh, the identity of this faceless bureaucratic organization. And I think if you're able to actually instill the idea of public being that of your community and being able to have a means to actually, actually help each other, right? Not just you know, going and deferring the, the help to name organization here at, you know, one, two, three Pennsylvania Avenue, wherever your, your town is, right? That, that now you as the individual in your community can not only look for help easier, but you can actually, uh, give the help if you're looking to, to help actually, uh, you know, bring your services to the community. So that's exciting, right? Cause you know, like Larry Sharp, I don't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, but like Larry Sharp kind of, this has been his approach. Even if, you know, let's say you're not going to be able to win. Let's just pretend you know, we won't win. That's obviously the goal. But like, let's just say you're not going to win. But hey, 
you're at least bringing ideas and, and we want to win. I think you have a chance if you brought these ideas right. and, and you you made them the, the main focus, people would be like, yeah, let's talk about this. But at the very least, now the GOP and Democratic candidates have to grapple with these new ideas on the table and say, oh, maybe these are actually good ideas that you could push them on. Right. I'm, I, I obviously want to win. I, I wouldn't be wasting my time or my team's time if I didn't want to win. But I, I also said, you know, that that's not the only thing that's important here. Uh, I, I want to spread the message of the Libertarian Party of liberty and freedom and and hope to, to leave the world in a better place for, for my future kids and, and so on and so forth. Um, that's almost as important for me to, as winning. And I also, like I told you, I, I do some charity work and stuff and I, I use this these platforms and, uh, you know, and, and when I'm out about canvassing and stuff like that to talk about that too, I figure, you know, if I'm, I'm getting lucky. It's been a whirlwind. I, I, I'm on, I'm on great shows such as the Brian Nichols show. I might as well, uh, might as well put some, put, put some, uh, effort into, into doing something good with that other, other than just getting my name out there, which is obviously important for winning, but it's been, it's been a fun ride. And yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to, trying to win and, and like you said with the shoveling thing it, we, the only incentive we have right now is the threat of a fine and that's not how you get things done nobody likes to help the fact that they tell me i have to shovel my sidewalk almost makes me want to just leave it but if you know get people uh what's the saying you get a lot more flies with honey than than vinegar so most people don't need to be treated like children and threatened uh some people, eh, nobody's perfect, but I, th- I think if we get rid of the, the, the fines and all that garbage and make it easier on people, then it's a lot like drug decriminalization. Once people see the libertarian approach in action, they're going to go, oh, maybe they're not all a bunch of like crazy stoners. That's that's crazy. Well, and, and I think this is we were referring to um, before we got, we got going there in that little uh, sidebar, but you were talking about your your side um, project that you focus on that is is suicide awareness and prevention. And that actually kind of goes hand in hand with, I would say right now, the solutions that we present to the, the populace by and large, because right now we're recording here for posterity's sake in an era of COVID. And one of the articles I just read, I forget where it came from, but the, the, the big next plague that people are afraid of is that of Loneliness, loneliness amongst the the folks in the millennial, you know, Gen Z demographics. You're seeing kids or now, you know, young adults who right now should be in a moment in their lives building these memories with with their friends and and with their their like aged um, you know cohorts, but they're they're being told no, sorry, you you can't interact, you can't make a rational decision to you know go out and and hang out with people, and it's pushing people into some very dark places so let's kind of start here suicide prevention and awareness it is it's at the top of i think a lot of people's minds what got you to uh to to focus on this being something that's so uh, near and dear to you well um my my, a good family friend uh always as uh she 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 lost her husband to to suicide um oh i couldn't tell you how many years ago was that got to be close to a decade ago. And, and she, she always, uh, she's in the, the state college area, uh, middle of the state there. And she always sets up a team for the state college uh, out of the darkness walk where it's, I think it's about a 5k and you, you get people, you send people your link. They, they give, they give you money. Uh, she's fantastic. She sets up a raffle for the team and stuff like that. I've got a bookshelf full of signed Penn state memorabilia from that raffle, which, Hey, I, I do it for the charity, but I'm going to, I'd be lying to you if, 
I said having those signed footballs and helmets didn't didn't help uh, me work a little hard. But um, <laughs> and then I decided I wanted to get involved with it because I was I don't know I was probably sixteen or something like that when I was like yeah well, there's something not great going on in my head. Uh, this I don't think it's kind of like when you, you first get glasses and you realize oh shit it, it's not supposed to be blurry. <laughs> this is what things are supposed to look like. So I was like, Oh, you know what? I, I don't think this is how you're supposed to feel. I don't think this is very good. And uh, the one thing that's, that, that'll always stick with me was my dad's reaction who uh, he was, well, he's a, he was a, a certified baby boomer. He, he grew up in the, he was born in the fifties. Um, I told him what, you know, I, I thought I was at the time. I thought I could have been, been bipolar, but it turns out just no, not bipolar, just like all the other stuff, like depression and anxiety and, you know, just like everything else. I'm like, oh, that explains a lot. Um, but what he said was, I got to be honest with you. I, you know, when I was growing up, it was called being blue, rub some dirt on it, suck it up, you know, be a man, whatever. He's like, so I don't totally understand what you're saying, but I do understand that you're my son. Something's not right. And, you know, we'll go to the ends of the earth to get you the help you need. And that's kind of what, you know, made me want to start doing the walk and, and, and helping other people because, you know, it's that's what people need. Um, <laughs> breaking your arm is scary, um, but there's nothing scarier than what, what hurts you is are your thoughts and your brain because that's supposed to be what you're able to use to get through other things. Yeah. Um, so when that's when that's what's attacking you, it's it's not it's not a good time. Um, no. But yeah, like the then the the. the the organization is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the AFSP. You can go to AFSP.org to donate to them. And uh, they do a lot of great stuff. They focus a lot on education, um, warning signs, uh, both in yourself and in other people. Um, and that's, I think, the biggest part of it. They also help survivor, uh, you know, surviving family members deal with the pain, pain of losing someone. And uh, I bought a book at one of their walks called Cracked Not Broken. And I forget the gentleman's name, which I should remember because I actually reached out to him and he donated one of my walks. But um, it's the story of a gentleman who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. And about halfway down, he went, oh, shoot, I made a mistake. And through the, the grace of whatever deity you believe in, through through whatever, he hit the water legs first, jacked up his legs, but it didn't kill him, and uh, he some dolphins actually helped him stay afloat for a few minutes until somebody grabbed him, which is insane to me. And I, the, the biggest thing I took from the book was he said he, he took a bus to the Golden Gate Bridge that day, and if one person would have looked at him and said, hey, how you doing, or, or smiled at him, he probably would have broke down crying and told him what they, he was about to do. So, you know, seeing the warning signs, just, just being that guy who just look when you hold the door open for somebody, say, Hey, I have a good one. You never know when doing something small like that is going to prevent somebody from, you know, losing a brother, a son, yeah. a, a husband, a father. Um, so, you know, it's just got to be kind and, and, and work to promote the, uh, the awareness of the problem. Cause like you said, it's, it's definitely a big problem all the time, but this year it's, it's not good. We had a, a guy jump from an overpass mile from my house. Um, they haven't come out and said any of the causes or anything, but it was a middle-aged male jumping from an overpass. And it, it, my first thought was, you know, I, I can't help but think this guy might've lost his job. He's desperate. And, you know, 
it's it's weird and i i have no idea who the guy was but every time i see that this kind of situation i have to sit down and i know it brings tears to my eyes because i'm like man i wish this guy would like i wish we somebody could have reached out to this guy or something like that so yeah. i'm not doing politics i'm trying to do the charity stuff for that organization well and you know what let's let's be real joel like this is something that candidly will impact more people i think because mm-hmm. um you know, there's a lot of people out there you know from so i'll go to my you know personal story a little bit you know i'm from the middle of of a very uh small northern town in in upstate new york and and you know everybody knows everybody kind of area and we've had so many young folks under the age of 30 either pass away in the past five years from um substance abuse drunk driving or suicide and it's it's just ravaged the communities and and it's heartbreaking because this isn't uncommon and and this is it's now going like you know pedal to the metal and you're seeing i mean it's something i'm not trying to be anti-mask here right that's not what i'm gonna say but like just to not be able to see someone smile at you it hurts like i'll be in the store and you can't you can't smile somebody say like hi just like by walking past them it's it's weird you could be, you know, pro mask or at least whatever mask and, and realize, you know, psychologically not being able to see people's smiles, not being able to, to see your family members, that not that's good. not good. We're that's not good. I, I don't care how how pro mask or, or anything you are, you you can't in good faith come to me and say that that doesn't affect a person's mental health. And if you do, well, I have a very special finger I'd like to show you. Um, cause that's, that's insane. It, it, it's, it's, it's hard on people. Um, and yeah, it's obviously a real virus. It, it, it's, it's dangerous. Um, but you know, there are ways <clears throat> to mitigate the, the, the chances of you getting it without shutting down mom and pop shops without, I mean, when all this mom and pop shops were, were shut down, I, I still had to go to Walmart. I still had to go to the grocery store. Yep. I, I didn't feel any sin. I not like I was walking around feeling unsafe, but I didn't feel any safer in a large store than I would a small store. I'd feel safer in a small store. The small business owner would say, "Hey, we're only letting two people in at a time." Great. Now there's only three people in here instead of 150 because that's only 10 percent capacity. What? What are you talking about? And and how they have the kids do half a day? What? They they can't spread COVID after noon? Are you? Speaking of people who like need to smoke a joint, holy cow! Is the rules are they, they don't make sense? They're inconsistent. And then, of course, when I say that, people are like, "You're you're a COVID denier." <laughs> no, it's it's dangerous. I know people who've had it. I know people who have who have who have who have lost their lives from it. it it's real. It's dangerous. We need. We should be staying away from each other, not like spitting in each other's mouths. And <laughs> quite frankly, maybe maybe we should be wearing masks. That doesn't mean we have to lock everybody in a basement. I mean, I, I, I wear a mask because I would like to be out in public and I won't get let in. My employer says we have to wear a mask. That's fine with me. They're a private company. That's how I would prefer it. And it is what it is. I mean, I, then if they, I feel like they tried to come out and said, yeah, you should also like wear a mask in your home if, if blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, George. You're not alone there, man. Because, like, a lot of, I think, and we're seeing this more and more, 
people are starting to uh, to wake up. Nice mask, yeah. As as folks, unfortunately for the uh, the audio only version, can't see. It's a very nice mask. Um, and the beard too really adds to it. But this is great audio, uh, radio content here. But no, one of the things I think we're starting to see is more and more people are starting to say enough. Like we can we can be rational adults. We we can make calculated risks. You know, we don't need to be babysat by government organization X. Right. We can we can be adults. So let's kind of as we're already um, amazingly getting towards the end of the show here. Joel, when you're looking at East Stroudsburg specifically, what do you think will be the approach from a mayoral standpoint um, as, as you would be? In terms of handling COVID, how would you, I guess, help businesses? Um, and I, I think easiest thing to point at as what's on everybody's mind is the lockdowns. Um, so how would you as a mayor be able to uh, to help those mom and pop shops to get, get uh, their feet back underneath them? Well, as as mayor of a, of a borough, quite frankly, there's not a whole heck of a lot I can just flat out do um, other than just talk until the council gets tired of me. But I would want to eliminate all, uh, you know, all the all any silly restrictions we have on outdoor dining, on sidewalk sales, on anything that might allow those businesses to bring in extra money. You want to have a sidewalk sale for whatever reason, people around here love that thing kind of thing. I, they get really excited about it. I'm overweight and Italian, so if it's the summertime, I'd like to be in your air conditioned store. Thank you, but whatever, people like it. So you know, have a sidewalk sale, have outdoor dining. Um, Get rid of those parking meters. Let's make it as easy as possible for people to shop. And I think that would be the biggest thing I could do is to just get rid of silly requirements that even if they don't make a huge impact on on sales, they're not helping sales. And that should be the point. If we if we can't, I don't necessarily want to outright make new rules that improve sales, but I at least want to get out of the way to allow you to improve your sales as best you can, because I think that's what our, our function should be. Um, to make it easier, make the borough better, and, and help businesses grow. Not do it for them, because I'm running as a libertarian, but allow them to do it themselves, to do the hard work and the invisible hand of the free market, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I think that's that would be my biggest function, is just try to get rid of those restrictions, um, or at the very least, see if we can't direct the code pe- codes people to not enforce them. Um, oh, and get get rid of the stupid yard sale requirements. I think you need like a $5 permit. Nobody, nobody even buys them. Um, and I don't care. I'm not like 75, but I love a good yard sale. So we need to boost up the yard sale numbers around here. My apartment's not full of other people's junk enough. So I, you're going to get rid of all those requirements, have yard sale. Um, maybe even, uh, you know, get the burger, get a little burrow, uh, community yard sale going if we don't already do that i don't know probably do um joel gets the biggest thing i could do so it's joel gets make yard sales great again east stroudsburg 2022 20 no it's uh this year 21 holy cow oh my goodness so how about this well as folks here here's the call to action right what where can folks go I guess, and make sure that they're staying up to date, not being confused like me and thinking the elections next year and actually this year and support your campaign. Times like this is when I wish I had Joe Selassie's voice, but I'm going to give it a shot. <clears throat> People can go to getsformayor.com. That's G-E-T-Z, the number four, mayor.com. Or they can find me on Facebook at Gets for Mayor of East Stroudsburg. And uh, when you're on 
my website, there's uh, there's some spots for issues. There's uh, spots for about me. But the most important button you could find is the donate button. Um, campaigns apparently are not uh, cheap, uh, especially not when you're not a duopoly member and you just get tax money. So, you know, funny how that works. Your yeah. Instead of paying your taxes, just give me uh, campaign donations. Um, that's not me saying you shouldn't pay your taxes. That's just me implying it um, and you inferring it. So it's not illegal. It's not illegal. Well, how about that? I think that's a pretty darn good uh, call to action how, uh, and, and definitely not something that the IRS should be looking into. So Joel gets, how about this? We'll include the uh, the links to the uh, the social media, to the website, all that and more in the show notes. And uh, folks, if you're interested and you want to get to know uh, Joel, please go ahead and look at his campaign. If you want to help out, go ahead and uh, toss him some dollars and tell him it's, uh, well, your good friend Brian Nichols here sending him his way. That being said, Joel Getz, thanks for joining the Brian Nichols Show. Thanks so much for having me on, Brian. I had a great time. When we're talking about living a truly free and independent life, we mean it. And that's exactly what Gary Collins, who is the creator of The Simple Life, set out to accomplish. And now you have a chance to learn all the secrets that Gary has developed over decades of trying it out himself, building these amazing courses. As you can go to thesimplelifenow.com and access three amazing courses. One being the Off the Grid Master Course. Two being the how to finance your off-grid home course and three how to find your dream off-grid property course and get an awesome 10% off at checkout by using code TBNS10. That's right. You too can learn how to live a truly free and independent lifestyle by living off-grid and all these amazing courses are delivered to you by yes one Gary Collins from the simplelifenow.com. Use code TBNS10 at checkout for 10% off your order and start living your free life today. All right, folks, that's going to be part one of five phenomenal episodes that you have in store this week. So, yes, obviously, thank you, Joel, for kicking things off here, not only for the week, but for our inaugural candidate series here on The Brian Nichols Show. So if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it specifically with family and friends focused, yes, in that area of East Stroudsburg. But I did mention, yes, four other phenomenal episodes coming up here this week. Uh, we have an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, episode airing here. And thank you to uh, Bill, my amazing audio guy, um, who, if you are looking to have any audio work done, uh, tagline here at the of the show, um, make sure you go ahead and send him an email because he's doing phenomenal work and, and he compiled a best of it is yes, our one year anniversary of 15 days to slow the spread COVID special highlights from the Brian Nichols show going back to yes, very beginning of COVID uh, in early spring 2022 today and and talking about yes, the things we've been talking about from the very beginning, how this is not something uh, we should be having as a response from the government, but rather from the marketplace and how actually the government response is going to, and we talked about this back with uh, Dan Mitchell to start things off, make things worse. And as we go through talking with Matt Kibbe, Jeffrey Tucker and Nick Hudson, four awesome uh, interviews we had here over the past year talking about COVID. And, and you get to hear step by step how, oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, we were right. Uh, so we're, it's a great episode for you folks. Make sure you have Ada as a resource um, to uh, to help quell and, and get rid of a lot of this misinformation that's out there. The lockdowns were a necessary measure. No, they weren't, folks. I'm sorry. That's just a bunch of baloney. Um, so 
what you can look forward to uh, beyond that well of course we have our three traditional episodes coming up here this week um spike cohen is kicking things off here on monday returning to the brian diggle show always a fantastic conversation focusing on what we can do better as a greater liberty movement and the direction of the libertarian party so make sure you're not missing a phenomenal episode here on monday hit subscribe so you're not missing every single episode make sure you go ahead and tag me at b nichols liberty when you share the show twitter facebook minds.com and parlor.com if you want to say hi email me brian at brian and make sure if you have not had the chance yet head over to apple podcasts give us a five-star rating and review and tell folks why you go ahead and listen to the brian nichols show are you a brand new listener or a long-time listener i'd love to hear why uh, you've been sticking around three shows a week five shows a week whatever it may be thank you for being a member of the audience so that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for joel getz we'll see you monday thanks for listening to the brian nichols show Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.